tell me something. Tell me. Let me know. 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 Check it out. something i don't know good afternoon and welcome ladies and gentlemen to tell me something i don't know with hudson and charlie the show that uh just might change your entire life not might i will i know for a fact we've got some killer facts and uh tidbits lined up for you guys uh this afternoon Um, i'm gonna be talking about movies we're gonna be talking about shakespeare we're gonna be talking about shaking hands driving your car and google chrome so stay tuned and also facts we're gonna we've got facts about real news fake news we've got a couple of games going on we've got urban dictionary versus charlie which should be a a goliath battle hudson but before we go any further i would just like to start with an acknowledgement to country so sin acknowledges and pays respects to the owners of the land of the house of Sin and the studios stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Um, and Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to elders um, of and traditional owners of the lands as far as it reaches. So, Hudson, tell me something I don't know. Um, well, I'd like to start with a classic, an absolute classic that still per- perplexes people to this day. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a simple everyday kind of question. And it's why do we drive on the left side of the road? Give me a guess. What do you think? Why do we try? So a lot of people already have, like, ideas about it. Yeah. Um, You know, going back to old feudal um, England or Europe. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it to you straight today. But tell me, me Charlie, what do you think? Straight between the eyes. (laughs) Um, People drive on the left side of the road um, because um, the left eye is bigger than the right eye. Mm. So when you're on the left side of the road, you can see the road better. And you'll notice that a lot of people have their head t- slightly t- t- tilts to the right. It's because one eye is bigger than the other one. Just naturally. Naturally. Right. So you have to be on the left side of the road in order to correct that. Um, That's my final answer. Uh, so I like it. It's very creative. I don't know if it's true, though. Like, a, a, I don't know about it's eyes definitely being not different. True. It's definitely not true. No. <laughs> but the style <laughs> points are there. Um, okay, why? 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 So, so it goes back to, like I said before, to feudal, you know, times um, yeah. where everybody was traveling on horses. And, you know, it's a very violent time as well. Very violent. So you never know who would come across as you were galloping between, um, you know, place to place. All the ruffians. So if you saw a hoodlum coming at a you. A hoodlum <laughs> ruffian. On the road or somebody who means business and you're wanting to keep going, um, you want to be able to draw your weapon, your sword. So you want to be able to, if you're right-handed, you want to be able to pull your sword out and be able to swing at your opponent. Um, and so you'll drive on the left side of the road so you could attack them with your right hand. With your right hand. Yeah, that's true fact. So um, that, that's why, you know, people naturally started dri- like riding on the left of the road so they could um, attack people as they would come or defend themselves. And also because the sacrobad, like the little scarf that people would wear, yeah. um, it was on the left shoulder. So that means it would like flap and hit people if they drove on the right. Oh, yeesh. Yeah. So that's that. But then America drives on the right. Yeah. And don't, w- I mean, 
don't a lot of Europe drive on the right? Yeah, a lot of places do drive on the right. A lot of it, I think, in America particularly, I think it was a bit of a middle finger to Europe. <laughs> <But> like, <laughs> it was like kind of do everything differently kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I also think it had a lot to do with um, when people started to ride horse-drawn carriages. Yeah. They wanted to be able to sit on the horse and be able to whip the horse with their right hand and be able to watch the wagon wheels and stuff so they wouldn't fall underneath and all that kind of stuff. Oh, so they okay. s- they'd they'd go on the l- left side of the road, oh right side of the road in that case. Does that make sense, kind of? I'm just gonna pretend yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> about as the as the technology and agricultural technology grew, the the need has changed. But we still drive on the left. We do. I think we're behind oh, no, with yeah. the times. Yeah. We do. Yeah, we yeah, do. We do. Yeah. It's all very confusing. <laughs> Hudson um, doesn't have his L plates. I I drive a bike though. And I had to follow road rules just like everybody else on the left. Did you have to take a test to no, do I your didn't. bike as well? I didn't. Well, I, my, I had a test by my mum and dad before oh, I, could right, get, I had good. to get my training wheels off. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, so with that first fact out of the way, um, we've got plenty more coming at you about shaking hands. William Shakespeare, 2001, A Space Odyssey even. And then we're also going to be talking about band names. and Real news, fake news. Real news, fake news. Very contentious. Very contentious. Right uh, Donald Trump would be very proud of me. Yeah. Uh, Urban Dictionary versus Charlie. Yeah, very exciting. Um, it's all happening here, Hattie. So it's all happening. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Charlie, can you tell me something I don't know, please? The sheer weight of what I know that you don't Hudson, <laughs> could shink, sink a bloody battleship. All right. Hudson, <laughs> what is a contronym? A contronym. A contronym. So, I'm, I'm assuming it's got something to do with words, because I'm thinking synonym. Yep. yep. So, I'm thinking it's like something to do with literature or mm-hmm. vocabulary. I'm thinking it's a... So, you're close with synonym, sort of. So, it's like another way to say something, another way to do something, to, d- to describe something. I'm going to say it's another way to... Um, it's like a collection of sayings that has been collated as excuses to get out of work. You know, it's like it's like a contronym, you know. <laughs> like so the it's dog like, ate my homework. Yeah, yeah, to get out of work. So it's like like name given to those collection of sayings. I like <clears> it. <throat> it's wrong, but oh. I wish it was. So the word contronym is a word that also is its own opposite. Oh. So if you look at the word screen, screen is a contronym because it means obviously to show, to display, but also you can screen something and block it. True. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, also, the word the word bound. So, um, if you're bound, uh, something that's bound is stuck. You know, um, but also you you can be bound for a destination. So it's like a way of traveling. So you can be outbound. You know. Okay. Um, so they're words that mean them. Mean that's true. Uh, do you have any more? I just found two because <laughs> I was running really tight <laughs> so, yeah. for time. And I thought that that's you pr- could... That's great. I thought that you, <laughs> that you could come up with one. Any ideas? Hmm. Words that mean their opposites. Words that mean their opposites. I feel like it's me saying that I'm going to be five minutes away. It's like, you know, I'm not going to be five minutes away. Con- yeah, <laughs> that is definitely... Like it, it, means, definitely yeah, okay. it means that I will be five minutes away, but it also means that I'll probably be half an hour away. Yeah. Yeah. You especially. <laughs> yeah. Tardy. Anyway, um, okay, I've got another word for you. Okay. What is an orchidometer? 
An orchidometer. Sounds painful. What is an orchidometer? It sounds like it gets inserted in you somewhere. It's not inserted. Oh. Well, there's some people wish it was. (laughs) (laughs) Orchidometer. Um... I'm going to say it's like a meter of so it measures something. Yeah, it does measure something. Okay. I think it it's the m- the measurement of it can't be like weight, time, length or anything like that. It has to be more like a subjective kind of So it's a medical instrument. Oh, it's a medical instrument. Yeah. So it measures something on the body. Does it m- measure the um does it measure how fast your sneeze is? It doesn't measure the sneeze velocity. Oh, um, I want one of those. That's what a is, sneezometer. What, that's a sneezometer. That's a sneezometer. Sure. Uh, you give up? Yeah, that's that's. My so guess. it's that's a medical it instrument used to measure the volume of the testicles. Right. The volume. The volume of and so size of the testicles. Mm. So they look like it. It's like a long strand of. Uh, like beans, okay. Like plastic beans of different sizes. Okay. So something that would be used in role play occasionally. It sort of looks like, <laughs> like that. If you know uh, what oh. I'm talking about, <laughs> he, you definitely know what I'm okay, talking about. Okay, well, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep. Keep going. And orchidometer. That's it. Should, okay, cool. Measures the size of testicles, ladies and gentlemen. I bet you. Well, people, there was nothing rude about that. That's very scientific. I bet the listeners out there didn't know that, and I think I just may have told them something they don't know. That's very true. That's very true. So, should we jump into another song about that? Well, I've got nothing else. You I'm, got nothing. Well, you out. got pl- we got plenty more. We got so much more. I think we're going to be coming back, and we're going to talk about William Shakespeare and some of the things that he's contributed to modern society. I think I he think you'll definitely get a kick out of that. And then we've got what. stories about band names and uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. We've got some stuff Romeo and Juliet one more time. I'm going to lose my bloody mind. So before Charlie loses it... All right, Hudson. Um, tell me something I don't know. All right, so I'm going to play a little bit of a game, Charlie, where I'm going to give you a collection of... I'm going to give you two words, and you have to try and tell me which word was a word that William Shakespeare invented <sighs> and which one is not. Oh, I like it already. Okay. All right, so the first pairing of words, and I'll tell you where these words came from as well. Yeah. The first pairing of words I have is torture mm-hmm. and tickle. Which one torture <laughs> Which one was tickle. invented by William Shakespeare? So he would co- like change nouns into verbs and like add two words together mm-hmm. to invent a new word, just as backstory. But yeah, the yeah. words are torture and tickle. Well, I feel like with torture, they, um, all his um, work is very torturous in the fact it's hard to read, but also a lot of them are very lovesick. Um, there's a lot of heartbreak going on. I feel I can see William writing torture into a sonnet, but doing it in a beautiful way. Um, tickle. Maybe tickles is is derived between two words. Maybe to tick and to all. Um, mm-hmm. If you if you tick, you trick people, and if you all, you. It's like a primitive form of Google or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, I think. Mm, uh, mm, well, what's your answer? What I'm you going. T- I'm I'm going tickle. You think tickle? I'm going tickle. <laughs> well. Unfortunately, you're wrong. Ah! The word is torture. So oh, I was right. <laughs> I should have gone with my guts. <laughs> well, you were wrong, and it's part of King Henry. 
Um, and uh, it's it's said by Simp, Simp Cox. And the line is, Alas, master, I am not able to stand alone. You go about to torture me in vain. So it was about love and shit. So I was on the right track. <laughs> well, you're still wrong. You said tickle. Okay, the next... Um, can, like, can, two words. Next two words I'm going to okay. give. A bump and grind. <laughs> Which one? Bump and grind. <laughs> Which oh. one was invented by... I hope it's grind. <laughs> I hope it's grind. Um, look. Bump and grind. Uh, maybe... He bumped people in the back then. Um, I'm going grind. I'm just going for it. I'm going grind. So you're going grind. Lock in grind. Well, you're wrong oh, again. <laughs> the answer is bump, and it is from uh, Romeo and Juliet. Actually, believe it or not, and okay. the the line was said by the nurse, Lady Capulet's nurse. Yeah. And it was. Um, it's a part of a bigger phrase, so I'll just give you the sentence. A bump as big as a young crockerel's stone. And it's oh. talking about like a, a bump on the body, like the, a bump on the face. The breast? <coughs> no. Okay. Um, yep, next. All right. Okay, I'm determined. Over for two. Over for two. So we'll, go, we'll do two more. Okay. We'll do two more We've been here quickly. before. I can do this. Um, so the next two are unreal and wow. Oh. <laughs> oh. It's not it, look it's it cannot be wow. Like, <laughs> it could not possibly be wow. It's it's got to be unreal. <laughs> well what what context do you think it was? Like like I don't like it's not like he's a bit too eloquent to say something like wow. I think that maybe real was a word and he made it unreal. Um and I just think he'd be more realistic about things. I don't think he's he's not one for empty emotion. And a mm. wow, mm. despite what you say, Hudson, is an empty emotion. <laughs> well, potentially. Unless I'm going unreal because wow. that's okay. Well, then you're in. correct. You're yes! correct. It is. It is unreal. So it's from Macbeth, and I think I should give you the whole phrase. Okay. Um, so I'm playing Macbeth. Um, what man dare? I dare approach thou like rugged Russian bear, thou amidst amid rhinoceroses or the Hickrian tiger. Take any shape but that, and my firm nerves shall never tremble, or be alien. Oh, sorry, be alive again, and dare, <laughs> me, and dare me to the desert with my sword. If trembling, I inhibit them. Protest me, the baby of a girl. Hence, horrible shadow. Unreal. Mockery hints. <laughs> there you go. So where does the alien come in? <laughs> the alien is in the sequel. Yeah, Macbeth and the invasion of the body snatchers, I think. That so I have one last art. one. We'll make it very quick. So the last two words are future, sorry, fixture. Fixture. Fixture and outbreak. Look, there was plague back then. Mm. For good or for worse, there was plague back then. Plague's outbreak. What was the other word? Fixture. Fixture. See, I don't think they had lights back then. I think it was just candle-powered. Um, I'm going outbreak because the plague was rampant. 
It was rampant, Hudson. Well, you're right and you're wrong because they're both words invented by (laughs) Shakespeare. (laughs) I was going to say, because they're not really (laughs) alike. Well, like you you fix something and then something outbreaks. outbreaks. But um, the, so outbreak is from The Merry Lives of Windsor and fixture is from Hamlet. So there, there you go. go. So you learn a little bit of something every I day on the show. I not know you were a Shakespeare savant. Well, I'm not. I just know that uh, ShakespeareOnline.com definitely is um, <laughs> for everybody out there who needs their fix of Shakespeare words. It's pretty amazing, though. It's very um, amazing. It's probably something to talk about later, but it's um, impressive that these words that are just commonplace were invented by what? a man. That's the power of literature. I mean, but the, uh, like, surely you'd invent a few if, you, if you're writing that much, you know? Like, the sheer weight of words that you're writing, you're bound to But he just made them up. up. Can people do that these days? Can I'm going to make up a words? word in this podcast and you're not going to know. Fair. Good good call. Stay tuned for that. In. So, Charlie, can you tell me something I don't know, please? Mate, that was so quick. I'm not even ready. That was just rapid. <laughs> I don't muck around here. What was that last song? Uh, that was Melbourne Bitter by Cousin Tony's Brand New Fiber. Very cool Melbourne band. We've seen them before, Charlie. We have. Very I'm, fun a, show. I'm a believer. You're a believer. I'm a believer. They're very nice. All right, Hudson. The next segment is called Real News or Fake News. Okay, cool. So I'm going to read you out some headlines, and you have to tell me if this is a real headline or if this has been cleverly concocted by yours truly. (laughs) First headline. Rogue cow on run at Parliament House. Rogue cow on run. At Parliament House. Well, Parliament House is... Does, is this in Canberra, Parliament House? That's I'm not all. giving any clues. Well, if it was given a particular state, it could change because depending on which Parliament... Because there's Parliament Houses in a few different yeah. states. There's so. state, government, and federal yeah. government. Okay, so let's... Um, I'm going to say this is a true fact because there are a lot of cows in Australia. Lock it in? Yeah. Correct. It is true. So this story came after a cow who came in as a promotional material um, got loose um, at Parliament House and just wrecked havoc. It was in Perth as well, so not surprising. Does not surprise me. I just came back from Perth. Whatsoever. Um, Well, just as a side note, I also got my soundboard working, so I can't keep you on your toes. Um, okay. Oh God. All right. So next, next headline. Okay. Cool. Local man believes gluten is the root of all evil. No, this is not true. This is fake news. This is fake news. This is fake news. Yeah, this is a fake news article. This is fake news. Yes, correct. This is fake news. I did make this up. Um, but if it were true, I'm sure he would have been a vegan, because that's what uh, vegans likely. would say. What that gluten? Gluten is the root of all but evil. But why would ve- vegans say that? Can vegans eat gluten? Yeah. Oh, well, then I take it back. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, third headline. Uh, no more Mr. Happy Feet. Penguins fight to death on South American beaches. No, this is true. I've seen penguins in a scruffle, and they mean business. They're violent creatures of the earth. This is true, yeah. Hudson. You are on an absolute. I've got roll, this in the bag. Mate. They should. White House should pay me to like, or Facebook should pay me to like, pull out these fake news articles. I know, mate. You are all over it. Um, it came after reports on the uh, Argentinian Patagonian coast, mm. right? Uh, where the, all, the it broke out into a penguin battle arena, basically, and there was just fighting penguins, fighting the death it's everywhere. Like a, uh, r- uh, Battle Royale. Penguin it's like mode. cockfighting, penguin, but 
Except it was with, like natural selection. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. All right, next one. Um, student excited, dad got head job. <laughs> I, I can see where the context is here because it must be head job at school, potentially, or like at the office. Um, I, I think you're trying to like make this show not PG, which I would really like to keep it at. So I'm going to say this is a true story and you have to reveal the true context. This is true. This is from the Daily Kansan. The Daily Kansan? Yeah. Where's that? In, um, in Kansas? In, uh, in America. Oh. Um, and need I say more? They, they do that over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was at a school and the dad got the principal job. Yep. Yeah. And that's oh, so the, it was at a school? That, it was at a school, oh, yeah, okay, and so. that's the headline that they ran. Which is fantastic. Mm. All right, so next next headline. Um, statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after age twenty five. <laughs> this this <laughs> has to be true. There's no like the like you want this to be fake, obviously. But I can see like the mistake in the when they're writing it. Like they're just in the, well, actually, no, I can't. So this must be fake. This is fake news. This is fake news. This is true oh. news. Statistics show that teen pregnancy drops off significantly after the age of 25. The funny thing is that teenagers end when they're 19. So, uh, of course it does, because they're an adult by the time <laughs> they're 25. Ridiculous. Uh, and that was from the New York Post, that one. So <laughs> I was trying to figure out why my soundboard wasn't working. That's but, why you like but, it hardly. Into but the because segment. because the sound was off. How about that? How about that, guys? How about that? Okay. Um, <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay, I got two more. I got two more. You ready? Yes. Ready. One arm man applauds the kindness of strangers. One armed man applauds the kindness of strangers. I can't imagine that happening. I'm going to say this is a false. This is a joke. This is the punchline of a joke, not a true story. This is a true headline. Oh. One Arm Man Applauds the Kindness of Strangers. This is from Tulsa World. I don't know what Tulsa is, where it is. This is a is, joke. This is, must be one of those Batuta. I don't want to know. No, it's Are true. Okay, it was on, right. There is like a, it is on a picture of a newspaper. Okay, last one. Porn star sues over rear-end collision. <laughs> these are amazing. Where did you find these? These are so good. <laughs> um, this is this is a joke again. This is not true. This is I'm gonna say this is false because this I feel like this is like the the tagline of a like a porno. It does <laughs> the blurb on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> This is true. This is from the Associated Press in America. Right. Um, porn star sues over rear-end collision. There you go. Wow. It was in a car accident, um, wow. and the car rear-ended her, and uh, she sued. And that's the headline that they ran with. There you go. Right, right. Always learning something new, Hudson. You did astonishingly well in that game. You are absolutely on fire. <laughs> Take this soundboard away from me. <laughs> Have you been soundboarding the whole time? Yeah. Oh. I've been playing playing soundboards. Oh, tracks. Yeah. All right. Okay. That's it. That's okay. it from me. This is Tell Me Something I Don't Know. That was beautiful. Hudson. 
Mm -hmm. Tell me something I don't know, mate. So I'm going to keep it a little bit on topic today um, because it's gone a little bit off the rails thanks to you, Charlie, I think. Was it me or was it the sound effects you seem to be playing (laughs) endlessly in my last Definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) (laughs) Take this away from me. (laughs) We did not agree to this sound effect board, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is a Hudson attitude. This show is a dictatorship. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to give you facts about New Year's. New Year's, okay. So this isn't a game. I'm just going to tell you how it is. And you're going to talk. And you're going to be happy about it. Yes, sir. Okay, so um, did you know that on New Year's, like the strike of midnight, 900... The stroke of midnight the stroke, or the strike, strike of midnight? Well, both. I mean, the same thing. Okay. One was invented by Shakespeare and one was... One well, no. was, <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so 907 kilograms of confetti are dropped on the crowd at Times Square at midnight. That's a lot of confetti. How much? 907 kil, almost a ton of kilograms. Of confetti. Yeah, it's dropped onto the crowd at midnight. On New Times Square. Wow. I wonder how many confetti-related deaths that there are every year. Probably not many. It would be at least two or three, I'd say. Probably not many. Um, but did you know that the kiss, the kiss a person on midnight, isn't like a recent thing? Like people might think. It's not a recent. Yeah, thing. it's been around for a little while. Um, so like four or five. Days. Yeah, according to old English and German folklore, the first person you come across on New Year's could set the tone for your year for twelve months. <sighs> But you would think that it's maybe just like a way for, you know, office workers who maybe have a really busy life and don't really get to go out of the house very much to kind of like, you know. Cheat on their wives. Well, (laughs) that's not what I was getting at, but we can leave it at that. Um, Have you you done it before? Kiss somebody. I would recommend it. It's a it's a very good good way in <laughs> kissing people, or particularly on New Year's. I feel like we're getting off topic. Let's keep going okay. on my facts before we get any deeper into this. Um, in Italy, though, people wear red underwear on New Year's Day to bring good luck all year long, and the tradition goes back to medieval times. Charlie's Charlie's showing me his underwear. It's orange. That is not that red. Is red mate. That's orange. That is red. <laughs> it's the lights. <laughs> I would say no. I wear them every day. You would say you would wear them every day. I would wear your I red do. underwear. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you a couple more. Okay. okay, these are very fun. I like these a lot. All right. Um, so black-eyed peas, ham, and cabbage are considered good luck if you. They're uh, also a band. Black-eyed peas, ham, and cabbage. Black I can imagine peas. like black-eyed peas featuring <laughs> ham and cabbage. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, um, <laughs> uh, well, uh, let me finish the fact. If you eat them on New Year's Day or Eve, um, it's believed they'll bring you money. They bring you money. Well, Black Eyed Peas definitely bring in the cash money. They do. Will I am. That's not the Black Eyed Peas, but <laughs> <laughs> it's it's, Mate, it's what happens when you, you eat that green thing? eggs and ham. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we'll go one more. The biggest fact of them all. Okay. Um, the first recorded New Year celebration dates back four thousand years ago to Babylon. Um, when the first moon after the spring equinox marked a new year. This is in 46 BC. Julius Caesar crafted a calendar with January 1st as the first day of the year, partly to honor Janus, the, the month's namesake. That's pretty cool. That's a very long time ago. That's a very well, 4,000 years ago. Like, I what's, can't... what's the evidence to corroborate this? Well, you've got like written, like there's recorded dates of these celebrations yeah. and you've got julius caesar's you know notion of first of january mm. um so 
yeah, that's how that cool. Like very festive, Hudson. I'm, that was very. You know what, buddy? You did a great job. You people, people. You did a great job, mate. <laughs> I'm glad. Don't I'm, listen to the critics anymore. You, I don't care what they say. You are right on top of it. I can know how to party. You know, know how, how to how party. To, I know how to as tell a good. I know how to dance, tell a good fact. It's amazing. <laughs> Just don't get near him on the dance floor. He's like and a, um, he's a weapon out there, mate. Damn, son, you just hit with the wow effect. <laughs> I'm gonna stop the sound. Yeah, now, you definitely should okay, stop it. This is tell me something I don't know. Um, we're talking about facts and tidbits. Um, and Hudson, please tell me something I don't know. Just as a side note, though, Charlie just did force me to close my soundboard. So if you're enjoying um, that, you are welcome, you everybody. You you're welcome, Charlie ladies and gentlemen. Go sound effects. I had a go at him in the break. The <laughs> we had a tussle, but that's okay. It, the, he left no permanent marks, as just, did I. Just emotional. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to go into some facts about 2001 and Space Odyssey, one of the question, the all-time great films of cinema. Do you oh. agree or disagree? If you disagree, then we are in trouble. No, I love the film. Yeah, good. I love good the film. Good, good film. I only fell asleep twice, <laughs> I think, during it. It's pretty long. I must admit the the Venus thing at um, the or end. the moon thing, or the moon thing. Uh, when they there's a bit in the middle that kind of leaves me. The stuff with the apes and the stuff with Hal, I think, is great. Anyway, we're getting and off the topic. end part is just insanity. It's, it's beautiful though. It's poignant. It's cryptic. It's a, it's a good time. But speaking of the cryptic elements of the film, I'm going to throw you about four facts or so or little secrets that I think might change the way you look at the film or bring interesting new light to the ideas behind it. Could so I have five or just four? We'll see how we go. Okay. See how good you've been. Okay. Okay. So originally the film was called Journey Beyond the Stars because mm-hmm. so it's the story's primarily based off short story called The Sentinel, not actually a book called 2001, because um, the script was getting written kind of coinciding with the release of the book. Like they were, like Kubrick and, and um, Arthur C. Clarke was kind of like writing together at a similar time period. Mm-hmm. Um, and they went through a bunch of different names before they came up with 2001 Space Odyssey, which I think is a pretty great name. I think it's a really, really cool name. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I thought it was based off the Odysseus' Odyssey. The title, yeah. Um, well, potentially story, that's know. where the the title ended up coming from. But either way, the 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 story was originally titled Journey Beyond the Stars. But they also threw around names like how the solar system was one. Obviously, throw back to other films at the time, like how the West was one, how America, how America was one. I think that's yeah, yeah. I think how the West was one was the biggest one at the time. And then there was also Journey Beyond, what well, Journey Beyond the Stars, and uh, the Lost Worlds of two thousand and one. Maybe universe or mm-hmm. tunnel to the stars, even Planetfall. Planetfall's Planetfall. l- kind of corny though. Where these stars? I think they definitely nailed. Yeah, they definitely right. did a really good job. Um, did you know that the this is the second fact? Kubrick, de- Kubrick delivered the film sixteen months over schedule, and it cost them almost double the budget that they originally planned. That's crazy. I don't even Far know if around. that could happen in this this world anymore because it was originally this budget was um, six million. Um, and they went over to $4.5 4. which is about $25 million today. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that's a lot. But 16 months, you would if a film was 16 months late in this, like a big blockbuster, you'd be worried about it. Yeah. Or well, everyone would go and see it, though, because it, you'd want to you'd see it. Yeah, I, I guess so. Um, I think Avatar was late, wasn't <laughs> it? 
No, um, I don't know. I think it might have been. Potentially. It's not 16 months. Who knows? We'll follow that up later. Um, late, low, this is the third fact. Recently, 17 minutes of footage has, has been rediscovered. But before, that was cut out by Kubrick from the original edit. Mm-hmm. But they had originally cut, like filmed, 200 times the length of the film of footage. 200 times. And 2001 is like a three-hour movie, two-and-a-half-hour <laughs> movie. So they f- filmed that 200 times two and so a half six, hours yeah, so that's so a lot a lot of hours yeah. and they re- so and Kubrick's known for destroying the negatives of a shoot afterwards which is a bit of a shame I think these mm. days um, but recently they discovered 17 minutes of unseen footage that was in a salt mine in Canassus <laughs> um, yeah so that's that's going to be coming nobody's seen it yet it's not p- like launched publicly but maybe hopefully we'll see it soon and the last fact I have for you mm-hmm. and did you know that how H-I-L is one letter away from IBM each of the letters ooh that's pretty spooky that's pretty spooky um, so I really want to press then. my spooky scary skeletons button on the soundboard but I can't do it let it go let, let it go, it go. <laughs> it's dead <laughs> it's a dead meme okay you heard it here first on Sination <laughs> spooky skeletons is a dead meme um, so that were my facts about 2001 oh great man they're pretty fun. Okay, it's well, a great movie. Can I have a song now instead? Yes. This is probably one of my all-time favorite songs that have come out this year. Um, it's going to be probably played on Charlie and Hudson's Thrifty 30 on New Year's Day. Ooh, we'll plug <laughs> that later, so. though. We'll plug that later. So. Okay. So, Charlie, can you tell me something I don't know, please? Sure thing, Huddy. Um, the next game we're going to be playing um, is going to be Urban Dictionary versus Charlie. Mm. Okay. So the premise is very simple. I'm going to give you... I've chosen um, names today, so people's names. Um, and I'm going to read, them at the, read oh, out the definitions. I already know what's coming, but um, yes. <laughs> and you have to tell me if it's from Urban Dictionary <laughs> or if it's something that I made up. Okay, cool. Hit me. Okay. First one is James. The definition is a stereotypical name for someone good-looking and utterly amazing but really isn't. Basically, someone who is a letdown. <laughs> so I got to guess if this is if the, this is my definition or if this is yeah, urban. Okay, de- gotcha, gotcha. Urban this is. Um, I think this is your definition. I feel like this is a really soft start. I feel like people on Urban Dictionary get real rough real quick with their definitions of names. So I think this is you. You think it's me? Yeah. This is Urban Dictionary. Oh. Yep. This is Urban Dictionary. Stereotypical name for someone good-looking and utterly amazing, but not really. Basically, someone who is a letdown. It's Urban Dictionary definition. Look, I'm not going to contest that. I know a few Jameses, and I know a few of them fit that bill, but let's leave it at that. Let's Move leave it at that. Let's leave it at that. Okay, the next one is Stephen. Um, an intelligent man, not only smart, but intelligent, athletic, handsome, funny, and sexy. Steven. I feel like that was a missed opportunity for a, um, what are those vertical poems called again? Where you like name a word after each letter of the acrostic, word. Acrostic. Acrostic poem. Acrostic poem. Yeah, I think that's right. That sounds like a missed opportunity for that. So I'm going to say this is a Charlie. This invention. is a Charlie definition. Mm. So Steven's out there. I think you're intelligent. Not only smart, but intelligent, athletic, handsome, funny, and sexy. And it's a great band, the Stevens, too. The Stevens are a great band. Okay. okay, next one. The next one is Keith. 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 And the definition is 
a sweet ass mother trucker <laughs> looking for a good time true, true. This and is isn't true. afraid of nothing. <laughs> this is definitely a Keith. This is the, all the Keiths are born with this tattooed on them at some part of their body. Sweet ass mother trucker. Yeah. <laughs> this is Urban Dictionary. Yes. Correct. This is correct. Keith is a sweet ass mother trucker <laughs> looking for a good time and isn't afraid of nothing, Huddy. Isn't afraid of nothing. I'm renaming myself to Keith because then I will. Change my personality will change. Your personality will change for the better for us all. Okay, Layla is next. Mm. A strong, independent woman who don't need no man. The fact she is single single is a good thing and is one hundred percent by choice. One hundred percent. Does it have two one hundred percent? Has two one hundred percent. This is you, Charlie. This is a mirror of yourself. This is me. This is me. I once knew a, lace, a, a Layla, a strong, independent woman who don't need no man. The fact she is single is a good thing and is 100% by choice, 100%. I yes. know Laylas too, and some of them are like that. That but is that's... my definition of a Layla. Mm, You're doing pretty well, well so far. Strong. You're doing pretty well. You've got, you missed one so yeah, far. Yeah, that was the warm-up. You actually you know me too well. This is ridiculous. Okay, the next, next name is Dom. A dominant person in a BDSM relationship or encounter. Dom. This is def- true definition, I think. Because um, you, you, it's a short-term word for domination. Dom. You get a dom. You get a dom, mate. You got a dom. <laughs> I got a dom. <laughs> He's dom. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's true. It is Urban Dictionary. What is BDSM, Hudson? Uh, brand... Uh, delivery, BD, brand yes. delivery smile, message, m- branded delivery message smiles, My, smile messages. <laughs> <laughs> great, this is great radio. Anyway, um, the next name is Hudson. Wow, okay. I already know. The <laughs> oh, Hudson, no, this is Sawada. Is the anyway? Keep going. Keep going. The definition of a pure athlete. Ah. He is cool. Nice, Ooh. sweet, oh. big-hearted, oh. and very, very generous, and always there for people. Often yes. a best friend to many people. Oh, this is true. This is the Urban Dictionary's definition Urban Dictionary. of me. This is my definition. Oh, yes, no. I know. I got no. you there. I knew I'd get you out there. <laughs> it's a trap. You, you trap me. It was a giveaway when I started off with a definition of a pure athlete. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> But you it's can true. do with a gym session it's too. Okay, last one. The name is Charlie. Oh, okay. I can't believe you missed Sawada. Sawada has the best definition. Oh, I might really? save that for later. <laughs> that one's so good. This is the definition for Charlie. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go. The most amazing guy in the world knows how to make a girl feel good about herself and would do anything to make her happy. Would never try to hurt a girl or anyone for that matter. He is sweet, sensitive, caring, outgoing, c- courageous, funny, sexy, gorgeous, and everything a girl would want him to be. He's extremely sexy man with a hot ass body. He knows the right things to say to a girl whenever she feels sad. Fights for people he cares about and even ones he doesn't care about. Uh, the sweetest guy you will ever, ever in capitals, meet in your life. So Charlie. Here is what I think is going on. Okay. I think Charlie has Googled his name yeah. like before planning this radio show mm-hmm. and seen that definition and then was like, I need an excuse to take this on air. <laughs> I need I need a reason to tell, I need an excuse to tell these people about this definition. 
<laughs> so then he invented this whole game and saved this one for last. So this is definitely true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. You've seen right through my plan. Oh, yes, Charlie is the most amazing guy in the world. And what oh. a definition. The funny the thing that strike, struck me about preparing for this segment was that people were obviously writing them about either people they know or, all pe- themselves. or themselves. So all the good ones are then writing about themselves, but then all the negative ones are someone who's really bitter about like, someone that they've met. <laughs> so it's like, Gary, someone who is dishonest and always cheats on you. It's like, yeah. it's like they're all just very personal. It's a good gap. Um, so I think I might tell you the definition of Sawada later on in the show, because we've still got about 15 minutes left, so a little bit of time. Um, I'm Charlie. The other voice with us here today is Hudson, and this is Tell oh, Me Something I Don't Know. Hudson, sing it to me. Adorami so fa la ti do. Oh, mate, that was beautiful. No All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're doing tidbits. <laughs> um, we're doing information that's changing our lives <laughs> one little bit at a time, Hudson. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, please, my friend, tell me something I don't know. Well, this ne- these next ones are going to rock your socks off because oh, they're yeah. about rock bands. They're about, they're rock about ba- the, the, the behind the names. Stories behind the names. Stories behind the names. So I think this one is one of my favorites. Um, so there's this band, right, in the in, like in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called Led Zeppelin, and they play music. They play they play mm. music. Okay, that's correct. Yeah. Um, but so the name Led Zeppelin is you know the 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 the, the saying is about as ill conceived idea. You know, making a a balloon out of lead, lead would, it, is it's yeah. just gonna it wouldn't work. Yeah, it's dumb. Yeah. So that's why they wanted that name they wanted that idea mm-hmm. but then when they wrote it down it people they were really worried people were going to say lead zeppelin l-e-a-d yeah and it, yeah lead zeppelin isn't the and lead just, one in the fleet and it just yeah and i just like even though that's kind of a cool name i guess lead, lead zeppelin, zeppelin but it doesn't have that same ring to it that lead yeah. lead zeppelin kind yeah. of has so i think that's a really funny um fact you know that's why they um went with lead l-e-d lead lead, lead. That's what I want. Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin. Um, I wish I'd seen Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Maybe when the time machines are invented, we can go back and have a look. Have Should a squeeze. So the next one is Velvet Underground. Really cool, mm-hmm. very influential um, rock and roll act. Yep. Um, and where do you think the name comes from, Charlie? I'm going to throw this to you. Where do you think the Velvet Underground comes from? Velvet Underground. Well, when you are subterranean, your feet do get sore. Um, so maybe they're, they're originally a company which sold cushioned f- carpets made of, I don't know, say velvet um, to communities that lived underground and in shelters, maybe during <coughs> the war time periods. Maybe they were a carpet supplier in bomb shelters. Okay, I'm going to let you finish. But that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Kanye. <laughs> um, so the name actually uh, stems from the title of an S&M book. Um, which one of the band members found on the sidewalk of an, of New York, and it describes the underground sexual scene of the 1960s in America. Not really sure what that kind of means, Velvet but probably is a lot of moustache grooming and smelly basements. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got one more, one okay. more. I think this is probably the best one. I'm going to say this to last. Okay, do I get I'll to say it to last again? as well because it's a little bit risque. 
Ooh. And we don't want to get kicked. Well, if we get kicked off the air, we only have five minutes left. So no one's okay. listening anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> it's not true. I'm listening to you. You're listening to me. <laughs> so this one's Steely Dan. <laughs> Steely Dan. <laughs> okay, where do we think this comes from? Okay, Steely Dan, Steely Dan. Okay, so um, maybe is it about erections? <laughs> That's the so, only way my mind's going. Kind of like. Is it about <laughs> erections? Steely Dan. Maybe they they had a friend called Dan, and he was a oh no he was a metal worker, um, and his nickname was Steely because he always worked with steel and aluminium. And when they heard they were couldn't, he, when he heard they were going to create a band, he was really jealous because he couldn't play any music instruments. So they pledged to call the band after him, Steely Dan. Um, no. But like I like it, but it's it's close. So it's um actually um taken from a William Burroughs book, The Naked Lunch. The Naked Lunch. And Steely Dan. Oh, I've had a few of those in my time. <laughs> the Steely Dan is the nickname given to a giant steam-powered dildo. <laughs> 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 As explained in the book, there's actually been an entire series of Steely Dans. Um, notably, the first one was crushed by an evil German bull dyke, um, bull dyke's prostate, using her hoo-ha. Yeah, there you go. That's amazing. That's the Steely Dan. That is the Steely Dan. Can I get one, Hudson? Can um, I get a Steely Dan? Are they, in, are they selling them? I feel like you could probably get them. In the times we're living now, I feel like there well, is demand. If you, demand if you for know where to find Dan. a Steely Dan, let us know on the socials. Or any Steels or Dans out there. Or any D- Steels or Dans out there. You know, you know a Steel. I know a Steel. I know a Dan. And we know a Dan. And That's I've seen it. them together. Steely Dan. I got Do they look like a <laughs> dildo? Let's move on. <laughs> we're nearly done, Hudson. We're nearly Unfortunately done. Unfortunately so. But I'm still going to give you a couple more things that might change your entire life, your entire world, your entire universe. And God knows it needs changing. Okay, Hudson, <laughs> tell me something I don't know, please. Okay, these ones I think are going to be much more down to earth, much more to be used by all in general use of time. Yep. Um, so Well said. <laughs> <laughs> so Google Chrome is now the most popular internet browser. Yep, I'm sure I have heard of it. I'm sure you could be even listening to the show on Google Chrome right now. Um, but I'm going to give you a couple Inception. little secrets that might, you know, change your interaction with the, the your application. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you know that little screen where it says um, oh, the computer screen. Yeah, the computer screen that has the things on it. Yeah. A, when you open Google Chrome, that comes up. But when the screen on Google Chrome says that you have no connection to the internet, and you must have to wait or reload it. Yep. Do you know if you press space bar at that screen, you get to play a little game? Where you're, you're a T-Rex and you have to jump over the little t- cactuses. Really? Yeah, yeah. So it's like a picture of a T-Rex and you, yeah. have, you cannot no access. Connection. Yeah, if you press space bar, you get to play the game. That's crazy. Yeah, so if that's so it's a very frustrating screen and it's a way to outlet a little bit of that frustration. Is that like when you're watching YouTube and you get the the circle yeah. thing going around and you press down the down key? You can play Snake. You can play Snake mm, on true. the load that's screen. That's very true. Yeah. Um, so that's one. There's also you can reopen tabs you've accidentally closed. Um, by there's like a if you go file you can reopen all your tabs which would be very annoying if somebody closes your tabs if you have it, a because yeah. people these days have a lot of tabs tabs open mm-hmm. um, also there's nothing worse than someone closing your tabs you can write an email in your search bar from you, from Google if you type in uh, mulatto and then type the recipient of the email address and then hit enter you can speed up an email people 
that's through that crazy. too if you're connected to your if you're connected to your email. That's e- that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then if you are type you getting paid by Google for this segment, by the way? <coughs> are they no, a sponsor? I think these are just life. Is that why I saw you drive up in a Google car? Well, I can't disclose this information on there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I think one of my other little ones I like a lot. If you type "do a barrel roll" into um, your search, yeah, the screen will do a flip. The whole screen's going to flip upside down. It'll do a barrel roll. It'll the whole thing will turn. If you type in "do a barrel roll," it'll do a barrel yes, roll. Yes, yes. We've got the web open now. I'm going to blow Charlie's mind and type in "do a barrel roll." You ready for this, Charlie? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, the whole screen just flipped around. That was unbelievable! (laughs) Do it again! No, I've got another one. This is all. No. If you type in. Honestly, guys, check this out. Type in do a barrel roll on Google Chrome. It is app. It'll change your world. This changed my world. We set out with a mission. I think we've achieved it here today, Hudson. Okay, the last one is called Zerg Rush. If you type in Zerg Rush into Google, you have to play a game where you have to kill the Zergs, which are little zeros from Google. You have to kill them before they kill your web browser. Oh, that's so cool. So that's the last one for you guys, Zerg Rush. Type that in. Zerg Rush. Have a a good time with that. Oh, there's Uh, more Zergs coming, and they just (laughs) crowd you. Can you do a barrel roll while Zerg rushing? Oh, no. Potentially. Potentially. Mm. That's something for listeners to find um, out. But that's the end of my Google Chrome facts. So have fun with those guys. Those are great. Thank you, Hudson. Well, no, thank you, you for know. spending the last hour and a half with me. It was a very fun show. I thought. I thought we. I learned a lot. You learned a lot. We had a good time. We had a great time. Uh, we learned a lot about uh, 2001: Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned about some good news and some bad news. Also known as fake news and real news. Yes, true. Um, what else did we learn, Hudson? We learned like stuff about rock band about new year's day we learn about william shakespeare all kinds of stuff so if you like what we have been have talking a- about you can hit us up we're on facebook or you can email us in all those kind of cool stuff we're going to try and get this uh, up online you can have a listen to it again if you really like it um so yeah stay tuned all feedback is to be positive <laughs> um hudson can't take it he's a he's a weak heart he's a weak heart it's correct well, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, we had a blast. We hope you learned some amazing things. Um, you've been listening to Tell Me Something. I don't know. It's been Hudson, and it's been Charlie, and it has been beautiful, hasn't it, Hudson? It has been a pleasure. Thanks so much for listening, guys. You're listening to Sin Nation. Tell me something. Tell me. Let me know. 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 Check it Something I don't know.